Welcome to Zero to Hero, our special edition covering the Lean Canvas model. So we're going to have multiple videos breaking down the Lean Canvas model, which if you're unfamiliar with, you need to check out our overview episode, which should already be up. And uh, yeah, but in this one, we're going to be jumping into what are customer segments? Why do you need to know them? Why is it important that you know them for your business? So you listen up. Listeners. You. Specifically you. We're talking to you. Especially you. You know who you are. Listen. So what's a customer segment? Question mark. It's a good question, Chris. That's why we're asking it. <laughs> uh, so the way I think of a customer segment, it's kind of like a pizza. And what if you were to slice it into different pieces? But you have, you know, if you have like your boyfriend or your girlfriend, your husband or wife, and you got half of the side of the pizza, it's pepperoni, and the other half of the pizza is all like hardcore anchovies. vegetarian oh, yeah. or anchovies. <laughs> and we got one little weird slice of anchovy for Chris over there. And the people that would be eating the different pieces of that pizza are different customer segments. So they have different wants, they have different hopes, they have different dreams. And you can probably extrapolate other things based off of those pizza people based off the fact of what they like. So anchovy person probably likes other seafood. So that's interesting. What else can we imagine from them? Or the veggie person, they're like, oh, maybe they don't just love vegetables, but they want to be healthy. Or maybe they are also, you know, don't eat meat in general, or maybe they're just on a special kick. But it gives us a starting point to imagine, you know, those different people. And so the pepperoni, you know. So when you're looking at your own business, obviously you need to know who you're selling to, because if you don't, you're not going to do a good job at advertising to them. Um, and determining your customer segments really leads into the problem that you're solving, which is, you know, the next couple of steps in the lean canvas model. Um, so, uh, for be caffeinated, for example, which is a drive through coffee shop that we own in Chattanooga. When we opened our very first location in Red Bank, we were pretty convinced that because it was so close to a road called Ashland Terrace, which is a pretty common way for people to go to work, we thought that a large portion of our sales would come from kind of white collar, blue collar workers on the way to work. Then we actually opened in Red Bank and we, I don't know, three months in realized that a large portion of our customers were like just people that lived in Red Bank and were in the neighborhoods and um, it was still people going on their way to work, but not as many, we weren't drawing as many people from Ashland Terrace on their way to their commute. Uh, it was actually just people coming from Red Bank to there and then out to where they were going. So that kind of changes how, I mean, it changed how we started marketing. We got a billboard that tried to redirect people from Ashland Terrace and then stopped using that when we realized that wasn't as much of our demographic. We really embraced Red Bank embraced us. So then we started embracing Red Bank as much as we could. And that really paid off both, um, you know, monetarily and also just we really feel like we're a part of the community there now. Um, and yeah, so if we hadn't been paying attention or even just been self-aware enough to um, say, hey, maybe the thing that we assumed may not be right or just listening and seeing what's going on, then we wouldn't have changed our marketing. And um, when we opened other shops later, we were able to be a little more, uh, less assuming and more open to, okay, what's actually going to happen here. So, yeah. And when you're making your customer segments, they often can go far beyond the typical demographics that you think of, um, location, lifestyle, 
But all kinds of different things hobbies. can play a factor. Yeah, hobbies. Yeah. You got to keep in mind, like Chris was saying, we expected that people would be coming from one way going to work. And so they were coming from a whole different way. Or we might have customers instead who they're coming into the coffee shop because they're coffee snobs. They really enjoy visiting coffee shops and they want to have a very particular kind of experience. Or you have other customers who they're coming to your coffee shop just because they like the community they're in and they want to support a local business. All of those people have something different that they're looking for. And yet you have to play to that. And I think three important concepts to think about when you're doing this, and it's kind of, you know, deep diving and deep diving, deep diving. But one is your, so target mar market or key demographics, which we're talking about right now. Two is your brand pillars, which are basically the, I'll let them explain it better in a minute, but basically the, the key core values of your business and why you do what you do and how you convey that to people. And then three are your brand archetypes of the business, which is basically how does your business or brand uh, relate to the world or how do they interact with the world? Uh, there's, and it's almost like a personality test, but for your business, uh, we did a seminar on it way back when, but um, see, so yeah, I think Myers-Briggs or Enneagram, but for a business. So are you the hero? Are you the jester? Are you the adventurer? And how does that uh, change how your brand interacts with other people? Yeah, so, so the I'm, combination of those helps. Yeah, so I'll jump in. for. For those of you who have never heard of the brand archetypes and aren't going to go look further into that, the really short version is like, let's zoom back into Becaffeinated over in Red Bank and with the realization that, oh, we're really connecting with Red Bank people, not other people that are passing through Red Bank. So that right there starts to give you your demographics of people. And that's that's like really helpful. But changing that marketing to be flavored in a different way with a different personality could be uh, could really make a difference too within those people. So for instance, are we going to be really silly with how we market to the people in Red Bank? Or are we going to be a lot more like professional like this? You come get this cup of coffee and it'll help you grind through the day and, you know, be successful. That's a different flavor than, hey, you know, have a fun, happy day and come get some coffee. Uh, very different flavors. And some people like to be marketed to in different ways, just like in real life. When we talk to people, some people really appreciate just a blunt seriousness. And other people just love a little ease into a happy joke here and there. And that's why developing your why is so important, which we'll get to way later in the series. Um, but if you don't know who you are, then you don't know how to interact with other people. And I had a, we had a good conversation the other day with someone where, um, so I myself, if you know me, you know that I always wear a hat. I always wear chacos, usually in basketball shorts. Um, that's just my thing. I'm a small business owner, so I don't have anyone telling me how to dress, which is, you know, not always great. Uh, but when, uh, the running joke for my baristas is if they see me dressed up and not wearing chacos, they know that I have like an important meeting or an event that day. Um, and we had a conversation with a client the other day where they felt like they were uh, they were on Instagram, they were one business or brand, and on Facebook, they were another. And they didn't know how to interact with that, deal with that. And then if they were, they felt kind of guilty about it, it seemed like. And so I kind of shared, I was like, first off, you're going to have people on Instagram and Facebook that are different people, different um, demographics. But uh, just because you kind of posit yourself differently on those, A, you're not being disingenuous and you're not lying it's just two different aspects of your personality like when i dress up that's not it's still me it's still christopher it's just a different version of how i'm you know uh putting myself out there versus the the entrepreneurial christopher um 
and I, I just know how to interact in those different times. So it's the same for your business. So when you have your different customer segments, knowing how to interact with them is important. And a lot of this is actually getting into channels and yeah. other stuff. But the main purpose is with customer segments is who, who are you providing value for? Who are you creating this product or service for? Who's going to be buying your stuff and who's going to care about you buying your, or are you selling your stuff? Uh, for ourselves, again, it'd be caffeinated. Before we even opened, we'd worked out a deal with the Chattanooga Football Club, and their fans are called the Chattahooligans. And we made a deal with them where a portion of our proceeds from the Chattahooligan drink that we sell goes to their nonprofit operation Get Active. And it's because we knew that, A, I love soccer, so I was like, if I can get it into my business, that's awesome. And B, we knew that a lot of those fans would end up being some of our best supporters because they're in the same uh, group of people that we wanted to target to. So by doing that, we had staunch day one supporters from the get-go people that have been coming for the entire three and a half years we've been open so um yeah 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 and i wanted to mention too um with creating your market segments the easiest way you're going to get to do that is just talking to your customers yep. talking to them actually engaging with them and finding out what kind of people they are and most importantly beyond just talking to them listening to them and hearing what things they talk about and what things they're interested in Awesome. All right. I'm going to say one last thing, and then maybe we can all just give uh, one quick tip to help people as they're figuring out their own customer segments. So I got mine. Chris has got Same. his. Nick's got his. Okay. I'll start off. I'll go first. And so uh, for mine, the biggest tip I have is to be flexible with your customer segments. You might think that what your business is is gonna speak to certain customer segments, but you may find out you're totally wrong. Like maybe your ego wants a certain vibe of people that's what you maybe think of yourself as or hope to think of yourself as, but you may be a, attracting a totally different group, which is awesome. And you just have to be willing to go with the flow of that and say, cool, I never thought that my product I thought was gonna be great for hipster people is just gonna really connect with a bunch of you know, people chilling out in their 60s and 70s, having a good time. But hey, be grateful for the customer segments you get. And that's my tip. Mm. Mine would be uh, think of Joe. Uh, literally make up a person who basically is what you envision is like this customer segment for your brand. And when you're thinking of like how you want to market to that person, just ask yourself, what would Joe like? WWJL. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, those are called brand personas, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Google brand persona, really fun thing. Uh, our co guy uh, Dylan worked with some legal cannabis brands, and their two brand personas were Mary and Jane, which is <laughs> that's pretty good. So good. Even just on a branding perspective, just sharing that story is like really good for me. Anyways, mm -hmm. uh, mine. Let me remember it real quick because I got distracted. <laughs> when you figure out who your customers are, it a lot of business owners are going to fall into the trap of trying to make everyone be who they want to sell to. And first of all, you can't make everyone happy. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that you're going to get one star reviews, whether it's your fault or not, doesn't matter. It's going to happen. Uh, also not everyone's going to like your thing. And a lot of the best brands in the world are very divisive. And it's not that they're controversial. It's that they're divisive. It's you either really like them or you really hate them. And that's usually a good thing. We try not to be, you know, really hate, uh, but we have a lot of people that really like us. But um, at first we spent a lot of time trying to convert the non-believers that were staunchly opposed to the idea or whatever. Um, 
And I would argue instead of wasting all of that energy on them, like just take all of that money, time and energy that you were thinking about investing them and then put all that in your biggest fans and biggest supporters and your day one supporters and the people that show up every day for you, the people that buy your merch when it comes out, all of that, put that money, time and energy towards them. And it's going to go 10 times further because they're going to keep being your brand ambassador. They're going to keep telling their friends about you. They're going to, you know, advertise for you word of mouth. And you're not going to convince the non-believers. Some you might, but even then it's going to be one of those relationships where it's like the second you say something they don't like, they're, they're gone. That's not worth it. You know, it's a toxic relationship. Uh, you don't want that. But with the people that are always there for you and always like believe in you as a business and as an owner, like invest in them and they'll reciprocate more than you give. So yeah, that's, that's my final tip. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. To, um, to call back and end on the analogy we started with, it's a really big pizza. Really so big, really take big. your slice and be happy with it. Yeah. And, and, and everyone likes different crusts and, and cheeses and sauces and toppings. And like someone's going to be just as happy with their slice from another pizza shop as the slice that we try and give. And our pizza is not made for them because they like a different type or, you know, whatever. And that's okay. And there's so much out there. I mean, just in Chattanooga, there's over 300,000 people in the metro area. Even let's, let's do the math on that real quick. So <laughs> 300,000 people. 1% of that is 3,000. Can you support 3,000 people a day at your business? No. I mean, like, so a tenth of a percent is 300 people. Like, that's 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 good. So, I mean, even if there is 100 coffee shops in Chattanooga, uh, you're probably good. So, abundance yeah. mindset. You know, there's two things in this world that make me really hungry. Talking about mixed metaphors. <laughs> talking about pizza so to (laughs) close this episode we got to close it up because i just got to go get some pizza all right uh thank you so much for listening this has been zero to hero with your hive think boys we'll see you in the next one we're going to talk about problems what's your problem yo got a problem hey hey (laughs) bye we did it (laughs)